Blog Talk Radio. You're tuned in to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host for the evening, Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. This is where Chicago's Black Business Network members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience, and the world. These discussions can be political, musical, or entertaining. They can be serious or fun. Tell us what's on your mind tonight. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our chat rooms are open. We're here every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. right here on blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn.
Welcome to Chicago's Black Business Network.com on Blog Talk Radio for Tuesday, February 8th, 2011. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of CBBN and author of Black America Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010, and your host for this evening's show. This is a special jobs broadcast. Jobs, jobs, jobs. They are one of the most important things going on in our lives. They provide us with security, which means food and a roof over your head, protection for yourself and your child, protection for your financial future and your retirement. This time slot is normally where Chicago's Black Business Network.com members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the blog talk radio audience, and the world. And we will continue to do that. We will always use this as a promotional tool for our members. But this week we want to reach out and give our audience more, more, more information than they could use. That is information on jobs. So tonight what we'll probably be concentrating on is upcoming job fairs that are coming up immediately, like in the morning and the upcoming week. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. want you to know that CBBN currently has more than 700 members, and the majority of them are Chicago-based. Now, do you know these people? More importantly, do our members know you? Join us today and touch the world. We open up the show with a friend by CBBN member, Sylvia Frederick. This evening, we will share job information, and we're hoping, we're really hoping that you will call in and give us some information about you, where you've recently applied for a job or where you currently work and they may be hiring. Any news and updates that you have heard about regarding employment, you know, We've got the Internet. Yes, we do. we got these cell phones everywhere you see. People got their heads in their cell phones. But one of the most important ways that we still share information, you know it, I know it, everybody knows it, is word of mouth. So instead of gossiping uh, tonight and in our upcoming special broadcast, because we're going to do some more job broadcasts, let's talk about something that everybody can use. Be sure to tell everyone that you know uh, where where you've got to apply for a job, what happened when you applied for that job. Um, we all got job leads. Your brother, your sister, your mother, they went somewhere and applied this week, hopefully. And uh, when you call in, be sure to tell us about you because you never know when a prospective employer or a client may be listening. So we're willing to share that information also. We will also be making some announcements about upcoming events, and we'd certainly like for you to join us and be a part of all that we do. But our major goal is that when you call into the show and listen to the show is that you find a connection. That is what CBBN is all about. Welcome to Chicago's Black Business Network on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Perdue. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. Our chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. Press the number one if you'd like to speak to myself, if you have a comment, you have a job this evening, or if you'd like to tell us about your business vision. vision. Our thing for the upcoming year is let's talk about nothing but success in 2011. Let's talk about nothing but success in 2011. We want to remind you to listen to Black Wall Street USA every Thursday evening right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio with host Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and candidate for Alderman of the 17th Ward. 
If you would like to be a guest on that show, call me at 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835. Also following this show at 7.30 p.m. will be the Consumer Show with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where Mr. McNeil will answer your questions about real estate, business law, consumer protection rights, and your political and legal rights. Tonight's topic for the Consumer Show is how to fight your utility company. We've all been through these trials with our utility company, gas, electric, water, whoever it may be. Fighting does not mean picking up the phone and cursing out the customer service rep. We have rights, and so that you don't have to go through those frustrations that you've encountered when trying to communicate with the utility company, we have Mr. McNeil here this evening to show you how to win those battles. So stay tuned for the consumer story right here at 7.30 p.m., and please, why don't you call a friend and ask them to join you. You're listening to Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com on Blog Talk Radio. Now, we want to reach out and thank all of you who attended our networking event this past Friday at the offices of the South Street Journal. We appreciate all that you do. We look forward to you coming again next month to our Let's Meet on the Street, that is 35th Street, for Networking Chicago Style. We appreciate our sponsor, Mr. Samuel Moore, and you can visit their website at burrmartin.com. I'm going to spell that, B-E-R-Y-L martin.com, B-E. R-Y-L-Martin.com, no spaces, for all of your printing and designing needs. And you should have seen the brochures and the booklets that they gave out. Fantastic work. If you go to our website, you can click on that link on our front page. Our website is www.chicagos, with the S, blackbusinessnetwork.com. There's no apostrophe or spaces. Chicago's blackbusinessnetwork.com. Also, click on our Join Your Mailing List icon on the main page to stay updated on upcoming events. Coming up this weekend on Saturday, February the 12th, Ron Carter, who is candidate for Alderman in the 17th Ward, will be hosting an open house and fundraiser at his campaign office located at 1000 West 69th Street here in Chicago. That's this Saturday, February 12th, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at 1000 West 69th Street, another Black Wall Street district. For more information, please contact Mr. Carter, 312-624-8351, 312-624-8351. We're going to have more announcements later in the show, but this show, this show, this show right here is a special jobs broadcast especially for you. Now, as I said, this time site is normally filled about uh, with our members about their business ventures and visions, but this week this show is all about you. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. Press the number one and we'll bring you right on the air. Briefly identify yourself, your organization, and position that is available, then provide the contact information. We will rebroadcast this show during the upcoming month, so expect to get calls through February regarding this position. There's no erase button here. All our shows are in the archives. We've got 100-plus shows in our archives. Calls will be taken on a first-come, first-served basis, and let's get some information on you, too, so that we can um, pass that on. We certainly want. We certainly are here to service you. We're going to go right to our phone line, area code 312 Last four digits, 2893. You're on the air. This is CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. 
Good evening. Yes, who's on the line? Um, this is Toma Lynn Smith, and I'm calling on behalf of Restaurant Opportunity Center of Chicago. So great to so great for you to call in. Uh, I did get a message from you this week, and we're sorry about the delay last week. You know that weather shut our internet down and phone and everything, but that, we're not going to let that stop us. Say your name again, and tell where you're from, and tell why you're calling. Give us a little information. Okay, my name is uh, Toma. Toma Lynn Smith is my full name, and I'm organizer with the Restaurant Opportunity Center of Chicago. Uh, we are a worker center that's dedicated to winning improved conditions and raising industry standards for all Chicagoland restaurant workers. And we're calling because we do offer training and job placement. And part of that is we also we offer uh, front of the house 101 classes and 201 uh, about bartending. Because a lot of times people can't apply for restaurant jobs because they do not have the skills um, to become a server. So we offer those classes to help people become a server or bartender if they would like to become one. So tell us, what is front of the house? What does that mean? Okay, so most of us use a restaurant term. But front of the house, most of the time it means the people that are actually doing the serving, the servers, the waiters and waitresses, and the bartenders. And sometimes that can also include the host staff and the busters as, as well. But most of the time that just means the servers because they're the most visual to people. Um, you know, that they're attending to. Okay. Now mm-hmm. tell us about your classes. You mentioned class 102, 101. Tell us about your classes. Okay. Um, the restaurant industry training classes in the front of a house 101 includes um, server skills, um, table side service, bar basics, and restaurant. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me start over. Server skills, table side service, bar basics, and greeting and seating is a 101 class, and the 201 class includes more specifically towards bartending. So you learn about basic mixed drink knowledge, food and wine pairing, like, you know, know what meets go, what type of wine, and beer overview and restaurant terminology. So you'll be a better bartender for your customer and hopefully make more money. Great. Now, is there um, is there a charge for these classes? No, the the classes are taught free of charge. We do ask that people do at least two outreach um, or like type of volunteer services before they actually take the class, and they also got to take do an orientation as well. And what is a, a outreach service? What do you mean when you say outreach? Um, outreach we mean as far as um, like finding ways to connect with other restaurant connect restaurant workers to help them be uh, more active in either increasing their wages or being treated better on the job, that kind of thing. Or, for instance, this Thursday we are going to Springfield to do a rally to increase the minimum wage. So if a person was to, was to come with us to that, that would take care of their outreach that they need to do to, to take one of our classes. So basically okay, an, an action. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. To, uh, foster, to further foster your goal of your agency. Right. Now, now, uh, Rock has an interesting story, and I am familiar with Rock. I have been to one of their orientations. Mm-hmm. Now, Rock has an interesting story. Can you tell our listeners about the start of Rock? Sure. Um, basically, the way it started um, is actually pretty pretty awesome. Um, in 2001, at, uh, at 9-11, um, when, that, when that occurred, there was a very popular restaurant there. Actually, it was the number one restaurant in the country called Windows of the World. And 
as a result of that, those people losing their jobs as a result of the, tra- of the tragedy, a lot of those people had been there for like numbers of years um, as employees. But when they um, when they went to go apply for a job um, outside of that, they were not getting paid the same amount of money. They were like paying like minimum wage, or in some cases, um, their job was a was a union job. And there's very very few restaurants that are union jobs, especially in large cities like New York or Chicago. And so it started out of the people who were displaced from that. And what happened is that they uh, did get a settlement, or not settlement, they did get some funding from Red Cross to help them out. But instead of distributing the money among among themselves, they decided to start Restaurant Opportunity Center. And it began in New York first, and then it spread to other cities such as Miami, L.A., of course Chicago, and New Orleans, and also there's one in Michigan as well. Okay, how many locations is that now? Um, we have, I believe, seven. Let me see. Hold on. Seven, seven locations? Great. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. And what is the response to this type of training? Uh, this is new. We don't hear about this often, and I, and I thought it was very important, and that is why I wind up, wind up at one of the orientations front of the house. It's not a language that we use all the time because mm-hmm. it's my understanding that most people don't move from the regular restaurant type of service that they do to front of the house, and that's one of the reasons that you're there. Um, what is the response to what you're doing generally? Um, it's been pretty. It's been pretty positive. We've been able to empower quite a few people to to actually want you know want to move up and want to you know get out of the out of the dishwashing and not and not that those are bad things, dishwashing or food prep or cooking, but a lot of us know that there's more money that's made in the front of the house. So some people will have barriers, um, including like confidence to want to go to the front of the house. So we help out with that. We help them by increasing their knowledge and to and to help hopefully help them move up as opposed to just staying, you know, in the back of the house where the wages are a lot less. I get you. And people and that's what it takes encouragement, it takes knowledge. This is uh because we do have people I've known people and like you said, nothing's wrong with it, you know, you can't judge people like that who been waitresses for twenty and thirty years and uh who's been who have been waiters in twenty, thirty years in, in the regular neighborhood uh restaurants. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that's a comfort thing. We don't we don't know, but maybe it was an opportunity uh, sort of thing also. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing. You're providing a different type of opportunity and a different type of reach out for them. So if they do make those choices, they can. They can. And I met one lady in a restaurant, and let me, I'm not trying to get my head together here, on 79th off of Cottage Grove in Chicago. She had been waiting being a waitress almost all of her life. But one thing about this woman, she had a plan down. She had traveled all over the world, so she could come and go like she wanted to, and she could get a job anywhere. So she had, uh, although she had been in one place, that's why I say you never judge people because you don't know people. Mm -hmm. She had been all over the world during her life doing this. And uh, I thought that was a great thing. I thought it was an inspiring thing. She figured she figured out how to make it work for her. But that's not the case with everyone. Some people do feel like they want to make a change or they think about making a change or they don't even think about it. We don't even know what our abilities are sometimes. Mm-hmm. How long are your classes? What's the length of those classes? Um, the classes are taught, they're taught for eight weeks at a time, and you go, you, you go one day a week for 2.5 hours. And most of the time they're taught during the day. 
And we try to go around people's schedules. It's going to, you know, the classes usually range from either anywhere from 8 to 10 people in each class. Great, great. Mm -hmm. And what would you say is your percentage of placement on a yearly basis from those classes? Oh, I honestly did not know. I guess, uh, I guess I'll be upfront with you. I I just started here about three weeks ago myself, so I don't want to give you the wrong answer. And uh, that's okay. And what and what do you do with Rock? I'm an organizer, and one of the Great. part of my organizing is is doing outreach and communication work and getting the word out of what we offer. Great. Was someone in that position before you started? Um, no. For the organization. It's a new position. For the organization, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I think I saw the class in the reader. I can't remember where I saw it. it caught my eye because eventually one day I uh, do want to open up a eatery. So it did ca- catch my eye, and mm-hmm. I did attend a couple of weeks. But scheduling is just—I got twenty jobs now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> scheduling mm-hmm. for me was just was just crazy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't quite a, a nice restaurant. Uh, for those of you who are listening, you listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. And this, tonight we're talking about jobs, and right now we're talking about job training. I think it's a phenomenal program. And uh, I look to assist you with your outreach. I really do. Tell us how our listeners can contact you and your website. Sure, no problem. Um, our phone num- direct phone number here is 312-629-2892. Our email here is shyrock, C-H-I-R-O-C, at Rock United. So that's R-O-C-United.org. So if you go to the website, united.org, or www.rockunited.org, you will see several cities listed there, and then you just click on Chicago, and that's where our information will be. And that's where your information will be. Mm-hmm. Now, for our listeners, because we're going to replay uh, these shows, these job shows in our um, throughout the month. Also, people can listen to them in our archives. Mm-hmm. So for our future listeners, for our archive listeners, and for our future broadcasts, repeat who you are, your organization, the email, the telephone number, and the website. Okay. My name is Toma Lynn Smith, and I'm an organizer with Restaurant Opportunity Center of Chicago. Um, our email address is shyrock, that's C-H-I-R-O-C, at rockunited.org. That's rocunited.org, and our phone number is 312-629-2892. And in our website address, you can go to rockunited.org, and to the right there, you're going to click on Chicago, and our information will be there. Well, is there anything that you'd like to add about Rock? When is the uh, next orientation? Uh, we are currently organizing that now. We can always do it individually, too, if somebody's interested. So pretty much any time that, you know, our time permits and whatever uh, whatever will work with the person who's interested. So they can just give us a call and we can uh, arrange to meet with them. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. 
I do hope that Rock will come over and join us at www.chicagosblackbusinessnetwork.com. We have over 750 members, and we want you to come out and keep putting that information out. Because, see, I put the information out, but that's like me having another job. So I Mm -hmm. invite you over to put the information out as to what's going on with Rock when when you are scheduling your orientations and what's coming up with Rock. Oh, Can definitely, definitely. Oh, no problem. And and one of our biggest things is that we do want to empower people of color because, as you know, in the restaurant industry, a large portion of the people who work there are people of color. I myself is an African, I'm an African-American female, and so and I had restaurant experience. That's why I got into this job. And so I, I see the divide of how there's mostly white workers in front and there's a lot of most people of color in the back. So we want to work on even the playing field, I guess you would say, that everybody has the opportunity to work front of the house if they want to. So I so guess, I guess we guess we could say that, even the playing field. Yeah. Can you tell me uh one other thing? What is the the average I pretty much know how much a restaurant worker makes, but what on the front of the house in a top notched place, what is the salary running or the take running for that particular job? Do you know? Well, if you're a front-of-the-house person, particularly here in Chicago at a fine dining place, you can make about $200 a night. So, that's um, good money. Yeah, it's really, it's really good money. But the problem with that is that's a really small percentage that make that much. majority of people make a lot less than that, and they make a lot. Um, I believe the living wage in Chicago is 16 something and most people are making between like maybe 8 and eight to $10, including their tips. Including their tips. Mm-hmm. So normally in the restaurant industry, uh, if I go down down to a, a diner, and uh, I haven't worked in that industry, but a waitress, what is the minimum wage for a waitress or a waiter? You know, just what is that? I know they get their tips, but what's, but what's that minimum wage game they got going in the restaurant industry? Now for uh, for tip workers, um, tip workers, yes. and, you know, busters and servers, the, their pay rate is four ninety five plus tips. As opposed to the full eight twenty five per hour for minimum wage. I got you, and that's why mm-hmm. you're going to Springfield. When are you going to Springfield now? We're going this Thursday. You're going this Thursday, and that's mm-hmm. why you're going to Springfield to challenge that particular minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. I yeah. got you. I got you. Well, stay in touch. I want to. I appreciate you calling in. I think uh, you're calling in with this information. I think this is viable information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a person who believes in lifelong learning and lifelong skills training. So, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, when there's free training out there, uh, I want that information and I want to put it forth. So I appreciate you so much calling in and. Uh, Come on and join us at CBBN and keep listening, and we'll keep putting this information out there. Okay, thank you so much, Ms. Purdue. And thank yeah. you from Bach for calling in. Have a great evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Purdue. This is our special jobs broadcast, and I'm so happy that she called in with, with that information to get us started in the absolute right direction and we want you to pass that information forward can you please can you please do that we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with some more jobs information
That was CBBN member Boise Queen with Green Dolphin, his rendition. And, Boise, we really, really want to hear from you. Please call me soon. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com and author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010. You can visit the website for the book at AskingOurselvesTheToughQuestions.com. Asking ourselves the tough questions dot com. A caller number is three four seven three two six nine four seven seven. Our caller number is three four seven three two six nine four seven seven. This is our first jobs show, and we appreciate Rock calling in. That was some great information. Let's share um, a few of the things that we found. I thought this would be good, and she called about the restaurant industry. So this is from a corn a corner bakery cafe, and this is in the morning, 8 a.m. in the morning, 9621 South Cicero in Chicago. We are broadcasting from Chicago. 9621 South Cicero in Chicago. They're looking for restaurant managers and shift leaders. That's Wednesday, February 9th. In the morning, no call-ins. Be there from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Of course, we know that you will be there at 8 a.m. That's 9621 South Cicero in Chicago. Also, um, if you can, call into our next show, send us an email, and let us know how everything turned out. If, indeed, you did go over there for uh, to make application to that particular position, how were you treated? How did the process go? How many people were there? We, re- we will really appreciate the feedback. This is our first job broadcast, but, of course, we're going to do some more. Um, and we'll announce them. That's why we want you to come over to Chicago's Black Business Network.com. We're going to post it, the uh, special broadcast, and we want you to be a part of it. We hopefully this can grow. ETS events in conjunction with South Street Journal is hosting a job fair. That's February 15th. Now, ETS events has hosted several job fairs. They are a member of CBBN. And I hear some great, great things about their job fairs. That's February 15th, which is next Tuesday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Bond Elementary School, 7050 South Main. I'll repeat that for you. Bond Elementary School, 7050 South Main in Chicago, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Some of the companies, Snyder Transportation, TCM Radio, Harmony Health, Cash Dash, will be exhibitors. If you want more information to be a sponsor or an exhibitor, please call 708-362-3125, 708-362-3125. They also left an email. Stanley Martin, who is the executive director for ETS events, is a CBBM member, ETS Expos at live.com. That's the email address, and I'll say that for you again. ETS Expos, E-X-P-O-S, at live.com. That is his email address. Now, Snyder Transportation is also a member of CBBN. So don't miss that. Pass that information on. Like I said, we've heard some great things about them. Those who are seeking employment should dress for success and bring several copies of their resumes, ETS events, Mission is to provide quality programs and services to assist individuals in becoming self-sufficient and improving their quality of life. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Let's go to one of the other open house job fairs. 
that I saw listed today. And I'm doing this one because it's coming up Wednesday also, tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. They're looking for CNAs, CNAs, 715 West Central Road in Arlington Heights. The name of the company or health care center, Manor Care of Arlington Heights, 715 West Central Road, Arlington Heights, 11 to 5 p.m. They're also looking for LPNs. They want you to RSVP tonight. That's tonight. And here is the email address. I'm going to put it in the chat room. 431HR, that must be 431 Human Resources, at hcrmanorcare.com. I'll say that again. 431HR at hcrmanorcare.com. They want you to complete an online registration before you come in tomorrow. Okay? Now, I want to repeat that you can also listen to the show in our archives. Right after the consumer show, they will save the show to our archives, and that show is following us at 7.30. I want to uh, give you information for another upcoming job fair. Now, I know people who work for ADT. It's been quite a while, but now they're called ADT Global Security Protection. And they will help be hosting a job fair on February 11th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's at 1945 South Halsted, Suite 201, Chicago, Illinois. That's ADT Global Security Protection, 1945 South Halsted, Suite 201, Chicago, Illinois. They're looking for outside sales consultants, positions available immediately if you would like to earn between 800 and 1400 weekly now i've seen a lot of adt signs so they must be selling them out there i've seen a lot of adt signs you need to apply friday 11 10 a.m to 4 p.m that's february the 11th one more job fair that i want to well a couple more i want to share with you before we go to a break this one is next Wednesday, February 16th, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. By the way, you're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Our calling number is 347-326-9477. This is a special jobs broadcast. This is our first jobs broadcast, but we're going to reach out and we're going to do these quite often. I think this information is great. I think it's uh, beneficial for you to share. We get hundreds of hits in our archives. So as the month goes on, we should be building up this information. I look forward to doing this. I think this is information that people can use, and I think this is information that you can pick up your phone and share. Please pass the link on. Our link is blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN. Pass the link on. Tell somebody, here's some upcoming job fairs. Listen to this show. This is information that you could use. Pass this on. February 16th. That's Wednesday, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Chicago State University, 9501 South King Drive. That's in Chicago. Chicago State University is having a spring 2011 career fair. They're located at 9501 South King Drive. For more information, call 773-995-2327, Also, February 22nd, 
Tuesday. The NAA, NAACP, Professional and Executive Diversity Job Fair. NAACP, Professional and Executive Diversity Job Fair. February 22nd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Navy Pier, Lakeview Terrace. The 600 East Grand Avenue. Everyone knows what Navy Pier is, don't you? Many professions will be served that day. They want you to join the NAACP and PSI at the Professional and Executive Diversity Fair in Chicago. This event is exclusively for candidates with a minimum of a four-year degree or better. And we know there's still a lot of unemployment with people for degrees, whether it's a Ph.D., M.A., whatever it is. There are a lot of unemployed people with degrees. Candidates will be screened at the door. And I wonder what does that mean? Recruiters will benefit from extensive promotions targeting a diverse and degree workforce. So they're calling for people who are looking for degree individuals to join them. Join us for the celebration of diversity in one of Chicagoland's most anticipated recruiting events. From years, the PSI, Diversity Job Fair, has been the official diversity job fair at the NAACP. This event is co-sponsored by the NAACP Job Finder. You could probably go to their website and get a whole lot of other information. You may be able to even upload your resumes and get a head start. Why wait till February 22nd? I'm sure they probably have that set up. I will check when we get off the air and I bring that announcement back. But I'm quite sure you can probably go to the NAACP website and get a heads up on everybody else. Okay, I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, author of Black America, asking ourselves the tough questions, and your host for this evening. And this is a special jobs broadcast. And as we said earlier, this time slot is normally where Chicago's Black Business Network.com members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience and the world. But this week, we want to reach out to our audience, you, with more and more information that you could use. We want you to share this information. Please do. Please share this information. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. A successful special event can be very challenging and stressful at times. Our staff of professionals organizes your event down to every last detail, no matter what size your special event may be. Our creativity and attention to detail turns your ordinary party into an extraordinary event. At Andy Clyde's, world-class service for our clients is standard. We can provide travel arrangements, accommodations, event sites, caterers, florists, photographers, transportation, hairstylists, and makeup artists, favors, daily plans for guests, and pre-event information such as detailed maps, save-the-date cards, and invitations. Being a custom event planner means that we cater to you. We are not locked in by guidelines passed down by corporate. It is our job to find the best possible way to present your event. We have been referred to as dream weavers because we listen to what you want and get it done. Our specialties are the vacation packages. Visit our website at www andyclides.net to see examples of what sets our services above others. And remember, at Andy Clides, we are your
made up. Ain't nothing gon' stop me from feeling this way. I'm feeling good. Ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day. Oh, I'm feeling good. I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate. And I'm feeling But the reason for all this energy is because I feed off the power of faith, optimism, and positivity. And in case you didn't know it, the fun has started. And all efforts to maintain it cannot be done half-hearted. Now recognize, they say time flies when you're having fun, but I say the more time you got for fun, the less time flies. The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing, the flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I got my mind made up, ain't nothing going to stop me from feeling this way, I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day, I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate, and I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive with this life never felt so great. For this smile on my face And why I appreciate every breath It's because I'm surrounded By a lot of love and respect Plus I realize The more we appreciate The more we get back And that's not theory It's fact But you want to know the real reason Why I'm just grinning and cheesing It's simply because I'm still breathing The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing, the flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I got my mind made up, ain't nothing going to stop me from feeling this way, I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day, I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate, and I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive, this life never felt so great, But the real reason I'm excited is because I recognize negativity and know exactly how to fight it. Plus, it's by my conscience in which I am guided. I am way too blessed to be stressed. For me, nothing is impossible. I am too reluctant to succumb to the pressures of worldly obstacles. The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing, the flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I got my mind made up, ain't nothing going to me from feeling this way, I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day, I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate, and I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive with this life, never felt so great. Back and I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of CBBN and author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions. And you can visit our website at askingourselvesthetoughquestions.com. This is a special job broadcast, and the hour goes so fast. My goodness, I want to give like 50 jobs out. 
But we did get some job fair information out that's coming up real soon. And Rock United called in with some great information. So if you're tuning in late, uh, you can go right after the show and listen to this show, listen to this particular broadcast in our archives. Also during break, you heard from one of our supporters, AndyClyde.net, down there in Atlanta, Georgia, who is also a CBBN member. Pretty soon everybody in the world will be a Chicago's Black Business Network member. Of course, give Andy Clyde a call for all of your event needs nationwide. You are welcome to add your 60-second marketing message to our shows. Call me at 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835, and we'll help you get that information out to our members. Before we go back to a list of jobs, and uh, 730 is definitely coming up on us, and we're going to tune in for the Consumer Show at 730 p.m. with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. I want to thank candidate for mayor William Doc Walls for a special presentation, his very special presentation, at our event on Friday, our Let's Meet on the Street event on Friday. Mr. Wall gave us um, his full attention and time and answered all of our questions. The feedback this week was absolutely exceptional. We're hoping that Doc Walls can join us this Thursday on Black Wall Street USA with Ron Carter, who is running for alderman of the 17th Ward. Also joining us on Friday, which is quite unexpected but quite informative, was Ms. Patricia Horton, who is running for city clerk. Ms. Horton was an education to all of us. Because let me ask you, do you even know what the job of the city clerk is all about? We, I know that there is a city clerk, but do you know how powerful, how powerful and the authority that the city clerk has? Most people have no idea. We didn't. We've asked Patricia Horton to join us this Thursday also on Black Wall Street USA to give us some more of that learning. This position is so close to the mayor's position and the powers that be keep this position very, very quiet. You don't hear a lot from that from that position. It was a great evening last Friday, and we hope you that you will join us for our next networking event, and also join us this upcoming weekend, Saturday, February twelfth. Ron Carter, who is candidate for Alderman in the seventeenth ward, will be hosting an open house and fundraiser at his campaign office located at one thousand West Sixty Ninth Street here in Chicago. That's Friday. I'm sorry, Saturday, February 12th, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at 1000 West 69th Street. But you can call Mr. Carter yourself, especially if you live in the Inglewood, the Greater Grand Crossing, or the Auburn Gresham District where he's running. Mr. Carter's telephone number is 312-624-8351, 312-624-8351. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Following this show at 7.30 p.m. will be the Consumer Show with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where Mr. McNeil will answer your questions about real estate, business law, consumer protection rights, and your political and legal rights. Tonight's topic is how to fight your utility company. And you know almost all of us have been on that phone waiting forever to get through and then getting through to someone who someone's who's almost as irritated as we are, and then at the end of the call have being accomplished nothing. 
So stay tuned for the consumer story, and why don't you call a friend and ask them to join you. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Press the number 1 if you'd like to speak to our host, if you have a comment or question. Now, everyone everyone knows, everyone who listens to our shows or knows about Chicago's Black Business Network or who has been to our events know that our shows and our networks are dedicated to Harold Washington, the first black mayor of Chicago. It is our way of giving respect to Mr. Washington's memory and keeping his name and contributions on the minds and in the hearts of our fellow Chicagoans. One other thing I want to mention as we close out the show, Lotus Consultant, let me see, Loftus Consultant, L-O-F-T-I-S, Loftus Consultant also did a presentation on Friday. So when we meet for our networking events, we're doing more than just networking. We're we're sharing information. That's what we're doing. We're sharing information. Loftus Consulting did a presentation Friday. We appreciate them taking the time to come out. We know about the weather. We know all that, but we don't let that stop us. The topic of their discussion was increase your salon and spa revenue in less than 30 days. Loftus Consulting will show you how to do this with no out-of-pocket expense. This program is uniquely designed to enhance the quality of service and products available to your targeted spa or salon client base. This is a very unique, very unique program. And I support them. Uh, I've been to a couple of their seminars, and I there are CBBM members. Like I told you, everybody in the world is going to be a CBBM member very, very shortly. So I support them in their efforts. This is such a unique program. Go to loftusconsulting.com, L-O-F-T-I-S consulting.com, and review their information there and get their contact information there. We appreciate them taking the time to come out. But if you come over to Chicago's Black Business Network.com, you will, not, you will not only see Loftus Consulting and what they offer, there are over 700 members there. Now, when is the last time you gave out your card to 700 people? When was the last time you connected with 20 people in one day? You have the possibility of doing that. I asked my members Don't just go to our site and post your information and leave. That makes you no different from anyone else. The most successful networkers on our site are those who communicate. And you don't need to communicate with everyone. You need to communicate with those who fit your niche market. You need to communicate with those who are part of your target market. And they are there because there are people there from every industry on this planet, and there are more coming every day because we expect you to come over and be a part of CBBN. Now, in closing, I want to thank you. It has been a pleasure, and we wish each of you the best. Don't forget to listen to Ron Carter at 7 p.m. right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. That's Thursday. Don't forget to stay tuned for Derek McNeil. In closing, and I haven't used this closing in a long time, persistence is the act of continually pursuing something in spite of obstacles. 
And I am living proof of that every day of my life. Persistence is the act of continually pursuing something in spite of obstacles. Do what you love. Do it with the one you love. Have a great life and listen to Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, people, and every Thursday, listen to us. We appreciate you, and you have a great evening. This is Sonia Cassandra Purdue. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. This is where Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience and the world. Join us every Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. right here at BlogTalkRadio.com slash CBBN. The Consumer Show is up next at 7.30 p.m., hosted by attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where we answer your real estate and banking questions, address your concerns about your consumer protection rights. And speaking of your rights, do you have questions about your legal and political rights? Then you should be here every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477, We'll be right back with Derek McNeil and the Consumer Show right after this break.
Thank you for staying with us. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue. We want to now welcome the host of the Consumer Show, attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. Tonight's topic is how to fight your utility company. Welcome to the show, Derek. Well, thank you very much. A great honor to join you once again, and hopefully the information that we will share shall benefit a number of your listeners. One uh, point that I might wish to make before we begin, and that is most of the information that I will cover uh, only pertains to the state of Illinois. So the listeners should be advised that their state may be different if you live outside of Illinois. Great. That is still viable within Illinois. So thank you so much for what you do, Derek. Well, thank you. So one of the first areas that I'd like to uh, talk about uh, briefly is that you find that a lot of the politicians are running for office now. And uh, a lot of the issues that I'm talking about on, on the program, people want to pose to the politicians and see what the politician's answers, uh, how does it sound or jive with what we're talking about from a consumer protection standpoint. So the first issue that I want to share is that um, homeowners, uh, landlords, and renters need to be very familiar with utility bills and issues. Examples being uh, uh, deposit requests, payment plan arrangements, as well as reading your bill. Sonia, you would be surprised that many uh, Illinois ratepayers are unfamiliar with how to read their uh, electric as well as gas, as well as even phone bill. Begins the that begins the first problem. It is a problem because we don't we don't read them. We look at the the amount at the end of it, and we move on, don't we, Derek? No, most definitely, and that that creates one of our initial problems. So I share with people: take the time out to uh, read your bill and and try to get a better understanding of the bill. That's one of the first things that you want to do. Number two, you want to learn and know your utility regulator. For example, in Illinois, we have what is known as the Illinois Commerce Commission, also known as the ICC. Their telephone number is 800-524- 0795. That number again, 800-524-0795. What the ICC does is establish and approve utility rates and increases, as well as handle consumer complaints regarding um, gas, electric, telephone, and in some jurisdictions in Illinois, water. Now, in the city of Chicago, 
our water is controlled by the uh, Chicago Water Department, which is a municipal agency, therefore not not regulated by the Illinois Commerce Commission. That's interesting. And the ICC, I've heard of the ICC, and there's also some agency that's always fighting and say they're out there for our consumer protection under the regarding utilities, but all I see is they always go up anyway, Derek. Well, utility companies are very difficult to fight. Uh, for years, I was on the board of the Citizens Utility Board, and uh, we filed many lawsuits and uh, complaints and administrative complaints against various utility companies. But I'll tell you, a utility is not easy to uh, defeat. However, uh, the fight uh, remains a good one as far as the consumer is concerned. Oftentimes, as consumers stand up and fight back, um, you, you, you do have some wins, and those wins are very, very gracious. Because without that, it would even be worse. That's one of the things that we fail to understand. You may not win all of the fights, but a punch in, a punch there does help. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So uh, let me talk about the Citizens Utility Board. Uh, it is the Illinois Utility Watchdog and Advocate for Consumers. So once again, if you have complaints and issues with regards to your um, electric gas phone bill, uh, you want to be familiar with the Citizens Utility Board. You also want to join and be involved with the uh, Citizens Utility Board, and their telephone number is 800-669-5556. That number, once again, to Citizens Utility Board, 800-669-5556. So that's one, and, and then let me tell you this. If you're dissatisfied with Illinois and the work that we do there, most states, and people can verify this that live around the country, most states do not have a citizen's utility board, someone advocating and looking out for their interest and letting them know that the utility company is trying to raise rates and asking people to come out and march and protest on an ongoing basis. This is what CUB does, and most states and jurisdictions do not have a citizen's utility board. So take advantage of that, uh, Illinois residents. I, I, I very strongly suggest. You know, given now, these type of boards, I just want to say one thing. The amount of energy, I mean, Derek, if we look at the, the the issues that the consumers have across the board, the amount of energy addressing, I mean, it can be done given more participation, but the amount of energy, just like you said, addressing the utilities companies is is a hard fight. Most people are not even willing to fight that hard, Derek, but just want to say that. And that's probably why they don't happen in other states, but thank you. Correct. Well, one of the things that you can do, even if you don't want to put up a lot of your energy in it, is begin to join CUB and send them a little contribution and read their newsletter, forward their newsletter on to your neighbor, to their block club, to your park district, to your school. That's what you can do. I can do that. All righty. Let me talk about uh, reading and understanding your bill. Uh, 
one of the essential elements with regards to fighting a utility company is keeping records of your bill. That's the first step in fighting a utility company is to make sure that you have numerous utility bills. Then compare your bills from month to month, from winter to winter, or from period to period, such as winter, spring, summer, etc. cetera. Uh, EST, if you see that on your bill, of course it means that the bill is estimated, so therefore the utility company did not read your meter. And uh, under Illinois law and regulations, meters should be read every two months. So be advised that uh, it's important for the, either the utility or for you to read your own meter if you know how to do that. But um, everything starts with a red meter because if they're estimating, uh, sometimes we've come across estimates that have been almost three times higher than the bill would have been if it was uh, properly read. Well, it does take some ex expertise to sometimes read those bills, doesn't it? I mean, it takes some training. I would never have known how to read a gas bill. I took a CETA class. Um, you took and that's what type the only way for CETA okay. to, um, to assist people with their gas, their utility bills. Yeah, um, yes, okay. But, that, but that's the only way I, I think I ever really looked at a bill. You know, I, okay. it maybe it's not that complicated, but it just appears to be, doesn't it? Yeah, let me give out a couple of tips for people. As you are reading a bill, look for changes in the bill. Compare If you get a bill for last month, let's say you don't know the first thing about reading a bill, but you see that your bill last month was $45, and your bill goes to this month to $100, there's something wrong with the bill. So that begins to make you key into certain issues with regards to the bill, such as a late payment, such as no payment. Bill payments received this billing period might be zero. So your bill could be, that $100 bill could be for two months. But it's incumbent on you, the consumer, to be able to see how this was applied. And that comes from basic taking your time. You don't have to be an expert at all of that uh, uh, meter reading and all of that kind of stuff. But what does that require? It did require you to keep your previous months and be able to locate it bill. So those are the basic issues on how to fight a utility company, and you would be surprised at the number of consumers that we have assisted that cannot find their previous bill. That makes it difficult for us to help you. I got you. I understand. And that's across the board because people don't keep almost anything, and they almost can't find anything, but that's a very important step about everything that we do. We've learned that over some of the other shows that you've done for us. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Our host this evening is attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. Our topic this evening is how to fight your utility company. Now, so we've just we've just covered uh, reading and understanding your bill. So now I'd like to cover disputing your bill. Uh, once again, review your bill 
line by line. Dispute problem items with the company first. You're trying to charge me a deposit or you're trying to charge me a late payment that I don't feel is justified. So the first way of disputing this charge is taking that issue up with the company. Okay? Then if you cannot resolve this issue with the company, call the Citizens Utility Board or the ICC. And bear in mind, very important, a utility company cannot, cannot disconnect your service while your dispute is ongoing. So that's a significant uh, right that consumers have that many times they are unaware of and they don't take advantage of enough. So once a complaint is filed either with the company, the Citizens Utility Board, or the ICC, there cannot be an interruption of your service until that complaint has been resolved. Now, the resolution may not be the one that you as the consumer wanted, but that buys you anywhere from two weeks to another month, which can get you you know, some time to maybe gather you up. Uh, additional monies or other uh, issues that you may have to take care of, maybe a small loan from a family member or something like that. I don't think that most people know that. Um, I think people, are, you know, it's just like any all corporations, Derek. People are pretty much the average average citizen is pretty much intimidated about doing anything, and uh, that's why we're here with these type of lessons. Well, very good, and it's my pleasure to provide uh, this information. You know, Sonia, this is what I've been doing for the majority of my life since I was a little kid, you know, helping people to fight back. And as I became um, a lawyer and an accountant, I've transferred those skills to assist the consumer to be able to fight the big banks and the big utility companies uh, to try to at least put them on a, a not an equal footing, but a footing to stand up and let these guys know that you're just not gonna you're just not gonna roll over as a as a little guy. That's great, and that's what we'll continue to do, in spite of obstacles. So, what I'd like to cover next, after um, we just we just covered disputing your bill. Uh, so what I'd like to cover now is disputing deposit request. Often a utility company will request a deposit from someone with either bad credit, uh, no credit with the company, or either someone who had just filed bankruptcy, um, et cetera. They will request a deposit amount. That deposit amount can range from anywhere from $100 to $1,000 or more. So a couple of items, I mean, a few things that you can do. Uh, you can ask the utility company to waive the deposit. You'd be surprised how many times that, that will happen. They'll just waive the deposit. It's not mandatory. Ask the utility company how the requested deposit amount was calculated. So in other words, why, because I'm a young person, I'm 21, 19, whatever, this is my first apartment, why is it that you're saying that I need a $500 deposit when my friend didn't have to put up a deposit at all, and or his deposit was $150. Why is mine 500 Okay, So you're going to ask that company how this deposit was calculated. Uh, and then if you can't get them there, another option that you may have is request that a payment plan be established 
for the deposit. So if they're requesting $500, you know, can I break this down into $125 payments or what kind of arrangement can we make to uh, pay this deposit? Then very, very, very important, get information about the return of the deposit. Listen here, Mr. Utility. How long do you keep my deposit while I am making good faith payments and showing you that I'm a good customer and worthy of this risk? When can I get my deposit back? And that's where the tricky business comes in. Many people have had deposits with utility companies for five, six, ten years. Sometimes you have to leave the state to get your deposit back. So I share with consumers, make sure that you demand and write letters about the return of your deposit. I don't recall anybody ever asking for their deposit back. I never thought to ask for a deposit. You know, <laughs> and sometimes, Derek, they they not only pay 10, 10 years, they pay 20 and 30 years. Do, do these payments ever stop? My goodness. Yes. You, people, some people, you know, they've had the same, which does not include me, the same phone number almost for 40 years. These payments Correct. never, ever, ever stop. This is a lifetime payment to the utility companies. And no, I don't recall anybody saying I should get my deposit back or anything else from you. Them. They just you know, you bring a good point. Life. I wonder, you bring a good point. I wonder what has the utility companies done with deceased individuals' deposits? That's true. I'm sure they haven't turned them over to the unkind property division of the Illinois State Treasurer. But that gives us, again, another mm -hmm. issue because many people, as you have indicated, has had the same phone bill, same account number for their electric bill for 20, 30, 40 years, especially older people because they really didn't move a lot. They stayed in one location. That's true. And another thing, while you while you you're thinking about that, because I don't see why that's not a stopping point. After thirty years, do they need any more money from you? But <laughs> what 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 grace period do they give people? Okay, you've had your you've had this phone, which I know people you've had a, a phone for fifty years, because now you're seventy, and you've had a phone for fifty years. So now you're behind in your bill. Will they cut you off just like that after fifty years? Sometimes they will. Sometimes they will, and that's very unfortunate. Uh, but I tell people who are involved in any utility uh, disruption of their service, contact the ICC or the Citizen Utility Board and let them assist you in your fight. That often will keep your service from getting disconnected. So I'd like to move on, if that's okay with you, Sonia. That's great, Derek. All right. I'm just I'm, so, I'm in the chat I'm in the chat room, Derek. <laughs> I'm paying attention, but I'm, I'm in the chat room. But yeah, listen to CPBN on Blog Talk Radio, Attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. How to fight the utility company? I'd like to cover at this point uh, utility disconnections and reconnection. Um. First thing, the utility company must mail a shutoff notice. So prior to your service being disconnected, you must have received a shutoff notice in the state of Illinois. Disconnection cannot occur during billing or other disputes. So this is kind of reiterating what I said earlier. 
if there is a dispute regarding this particular utility uh, and this particular bill, there cannot be a disruption or disconnection of your service while this dispute is ongoing. That's a very, very important point and right that consumers have. In Illinois, a disabled person may postpone a disconnection for up to 60 days. A doctor certificate or a letter from a doctor will be necessary uh, to effectuate uh, that uh, postponement. There is also... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying that's good to know because people with disabilities or having other issues, they're in a lot of stress. And sometimes they just they just don't know. They just don't know. Sometimes people don't seek enough information. And when they're disabled, it takes you, the listener, who's listening to do these things for them. When you're under health problems, you could be in a hospital. Maybe you got a bill, but you can't pay it because you're in the hospital. You're under medical care. So it takes family members and, you know, neighbors and acquaintances and friends to see that their utilities are not cut off and that the, the utility companies are notified and their rights are taken care of. Sometimes people forget that and they come home and the utilities are off and that's another stress point for them. Or they've gone into rehab care, rehabilitation, or into a nursing home and all these things are happening and it's not being taken care of. It's just laying laying waste there. So that's something that we need to think of and we need to do for uh, other people. Great point. Uh, I also would advise um, Illinois residents that there's a winter protection period where uh, during certain periods of the winter your service may also not be reconnected and may not be disconnected. So you should be aware of that. For those exact dates and times, you want to contact the Citizens Utility Board once again. Uh, now, finally, uh, in this point, Reconnection. Um, your, your service has been disconnected. Let's talk about how do we get it reconnected. The first thing we want to do is ask the utility company for a restoral amount. Often this language will be very, uh, very an, a very added benefit to the consumer in their their ability to communicate with the utility company. So we want to ask for a restoral amount, and that is amount to get the service reconnected. And then we want to ask how long to process the reconnection. So, and that can be tricky because if they cut your gas off, let's say, and they generally go around cutting gas off around October, so forth right before it gets cold. So it takes sometimes about two to three weeks to get your gas cut back on. So you want to make sure that you got a definite day and time on how you can get these people out there to uh, reconnect your service. And sometimes, once again, the ICC uh, or the Citizens Utility Board can be of help in uh, getting your service uh, restored uh, faster than the normal time. That sounds great. You listen to, to attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. Derek, we have a caller on the line out of area code 301. Can we go to the phone lines? 
Alrighty, that's out of Maryland, the Maryland area, I believe. Caller, area code 301, you're on the line with Derek McNeil. Yes, yes, hello, Sonia, how are you? Doing great, doing great, Black Achievement. Thank you. Uh, I, I got a question, another uh, hitting topic here. Uh, with my family, uh, over the last decade or so, this issue just continues to uh, prop up concerning the utility companies, which, I mean, it's, it's almost it's more difficult than fighting City Hall, fighting these utility companies. Uh, but this issue, the hitting would be under sabotage by others brought to the current uh, customer. Example of that would be there's a lot of sabotage going on where people have their utilities, their water, their uh, electricity disconnected, and they go either play around with the meters or somehow make use of somebody else's waters, the pipes, or something is going on where a person moves into a, a, a place not knowing that the meters have been tampered with and they start getting bills, and the bills are more than the uh, the rent. Yeah, or, or 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 they get an instance where they not, they don't get any bills because they're moving into a home where the person that was there before again had had sabotaged somebody else's meter, so they're not getting the bill at all, but they're getting heat, they're getting electricity. And then all of a sudden, you know, a year goes by or they're contacting the utility, I haven't gotten a bill. And the utility company drags their feet and then they realize that, hey, somebody has messed with the meters. And then they come out and they say, well, you haven't paid a bill. And they don't know anything. They come and say, you haven't paid a bill in six months, let's say. And the manner in which the utility companies go about charging that person I think it's totally wrong. You know, I had a relative where the utility company looked at the previous tenant's usage <laughs> and charged them based on the previous tenant's usage. And I'm like, wait a minute. They probably have more kids. They probably use more electricity. Who knows? But they were, you know, to charge you something. I think that, and according to them, that was that was legal. <laughs> You know, and and I had another cousin who had a, she had a water bill. Her water bill was the highest she showed me was a three thousand dollar water bill for twelve hundred. Wow. Let me let me interrupt you for just one moment. Which state are you exactly in? I'm 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 in Maryland, but this incident, okay. these two that it happened in Detroit. Okay, in Michigan. Uh, okay. In Michigan, yes, yes, in yep. Michigan, and like I said, the. I had a, a, a cousin who had a well, – anyway, the, 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 the water bill got up to $16,000. And here's the attorney, wow. here's the interesting thing. The water company never shut the water off. They never sent a disconnection letter. They never did anything. She had a 1,200-square-foot a, a home, uh, one-and-a-half bath, and I was, the water bill was ranging anywhere from 1000 to $3,000. After a year, it was $16,000, and they never cut it off. And the only way she got up out of that situation uh, was because she filed bankruptcy for some other issues, and she was able to include 
the, 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 the water bill, okay, which initially she didn't, but, you know, she later included it in her, in her bankruptcy. Well, 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 I tell you, here in Chicago, I've raised a lot of hell uh, against the Chicago Water Department. Uh, who is an unregulated municipal utility, as I talked about earlier. But I must tell you, I don't think I've ever come across on residential property a $16,000 bill. That may make me shut up a little bit um, because that's just an, uh, uh, an outrageous water bill. Uh, but once again, you know, I'm not as familiar with other states as I guess I could be, but in Illinois, um, I, I haven't come across a water bill to that level. But either way, I think your point is a significant one, one that a consumer who probably has their service on legitimately and who will get cut off wishes, well, wait a minute, here you can leave on an illegitimate customer and you let their utility bills just skyrocket and take over someone else's water or electric and so forth, and then they're not paying a bill, but yet here I'm a decent law-abiding citizen, and you'll cut my water or other service off within two, three, four months, and then um, expect me to come up with all of the money. So I, I think your point is a significant one. Yeah, I, I, I just think that there there's a major sabotage you know, because that costs the the utility company to come out there and to fix the the meters and get everything working right. But there's a lot of sabotage going on in, like I said, in the city of Detroit. A lot of it, and you know, and and and, and, and you know, I, I guess cable would be a utility company as well. But with the cable company, because I I've been a victim of sabotage uh, with the cable company where I lived in an apartment and somehow someone got into the walls and was stealing my cable or, or using my, my cable, but. The cable company, yeah, they would. They, they, I said, why is my pictures always blurry and all that? And they went to the unit below me who didn't have cable, and they went in there and checked, and they found out that they were taking my cable. And they gave me a year's refund, though, okay? I didn't have any problems. But, but with the utility companies, with the water, I'm, they're, they're people, you'd be surprised at how crooks are able to uh, jig the the meters. They, they, there would be two or three homes uh, uh, using uh, the energy uh, the meter for, for one meter. You know, so, so somebody don't even know that they're paying the the electric bill for two or three homes on the block. They don't know. And like you said about saving your bills is very important. But I noticed that when these incidents happen, it's almost virtually impossible to to go into court because you, you. I mean, a, a person doesn't have this money to go hire an expert to go in and, and look at and, and, and prove that these, uh, the the whole uh, were were jigged and, and and sabotage. You know, they don't have time. And, and the utility companies are of no assistance, no help when they have when you are a victim of of, of sabotage. I've just yeah, found that to be no help. May, may I ask you, uh, caller, in in the state of Maryland and or Michigan, do they have a uh, a watchdog organization or some group that actively assists consumers with problems regarding utility companies? Oh, man, that's a great question. Okay. Um, uh, yes, uh, but the, uh, but there are limitations in these watchguard uh, groups. Um, yeah. 
there's a group that will follow, you know, because the utility companies have to go to the state or whatever, to the commission and ask for an increase in rates, and 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 they're and they're involved in that at that level, um, yeah. but they're not involved in it at the say the consumer, yeah, an individual uh, level, individual, individual level, because I get, okay. yeah, I, I I've had friends who you know who told me that they they try to go through the internal process because all the utility co- well I know in Michigan and Maryland I think also but I know in Michigan there's an internal process you can go through like a, a within the utility company to try and get matters resolved but like I said you know you need a lawyer to go in there and like I said you need hardcore evidence because if you don't they put everything on you because my my, my family we had that high water bill the water company swear that she had a leak in her uh um uh toilet that was causing this 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 high water bill and i i i was trying to figure out you know some way you could do the calculations to calculate how much water has to come to your home to get a $3000 bill you know and and it, can you uh, attribute that to a leak it was like it, it was almost like I said, you you needed uh, you know a, an expert, and, and again, it, fighting them is is almost at that level. You know, it's a difficult task. Again, but they but you're right, they are, but they they they're more in terms in in making sure the water is safe, making sure uh, the 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 electricity is coming from a safe place, like coal versus nuclear, making sure they're getting open market that they can get if they're going to open market. Humor, uh, oh, that, that's, that's you know, that nah, nah, that's very difficult to find a consumer watchdog group. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, well, yeah but it's great. Thing, I'm listening one, to you, and it's great to hear what you have to say, though. Well, thank you very much. And once again, uh, Sonia and listeners of Illinois, that's why I tell people, join and be involved and thank God for the Citizens Utility Board, which was created by now Governor Pat Quinn way back years ago. So the Citizens Utility Board is a great group that many states do not have, uh, you know, a group like that to to help them and assist them and so forth in their matters. Yeah, this is the CBBN on Blog Talk Radio with Attorney and CPA. Derek McNeil, this is the Consumer Show, and we want to thank you for joining us, Black Achievement. We do appreciate you calling in. Also, Derek, if you have a moment, can I tell uh, a utility story? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know that I did mortgages back when, before the blow-up, blow-out, and uh, I had one customer who had uh, refinanced a couple of homes with me, a credit. He and his wife, exceptional credit. He had like 30 accounts, all absolutely perfect on his credit report, and he wanted to do a, a refinance on one of his residents, on his primary residence. And the the loan that he was getting was an exceptional rate, but because of the exceptional rate, they required that there was absolutely no lates on the credit report. There was one late. And it was ComEd, one 30-day late somewhere in there. And he was disputing it. So being strong-minded young man that he was, he called the utility company. He and the utility company got into it, and they told him absolutely they were not taking that off 
of his credit report. They never would. It was back and forth. So I need to close this loan, Derek. I need to figure out how to do this. So he was calling me back and forth. and He was fighting it back and forth at a time. You know our lockers were going to run out. All these things are going to happen. So I told him, I said, let me think about it for a minute. I'm going to sleep on this. And I like to think I'm a little bit ingenious. I slept on it. Got up the next day, sent a letter to everybody on the board of directors, everybody on the board of ComEd about what was going on with his with his electric bill. Their corporate counsel called me within a few days and said, yes, we did get your letters. We got all of your letters, and we're going to get back to you. Now, I didn't, I didn't think at that time that sending, and the letter was not threatening, but it was straightforth as to why would this consumer not pay an electric bill when he has paid every account for years on his credit report, Why and he owned other properties. Why would he not pay this electric bill? There's a problem here. There's an issue here, and you're affecting his finances. So the letter went like that to all of them. So corporate counsel told me they'd get back to me within a few days. I did not think at that time, this was in um, like two, 2005, somewhere in that, that that might have been a little bit threatening sending all those letters to all those board members. They might have felt a little bit threatened about that. But you know, still some crazy things going on out there at the, at the uh, 2001. So they, she did not get back to me. The corporate counsel did not get back to me, but they had one of their head managers over customer service call me, who definitely – Called me with an attitude. Oh, she called me with an attitude, but she told me she would investigate it. Oh, she was very tight-mouthed, so I don't know what went on. She was very tight-mouthed about it and a little bit upset about it herself. So she did get back to me in a couple of days, and she did tell me that they would remove it. But she was not nice, and she was not happy, so I don't know what went on behind the scenes. But we did get it removed, and we went on with life, and we got the job done. And that's a little bit extreme. Well, they're not. If that's what it takes to takes to get what you want, which I'm about getting what I want, and I got it, and I got it done. That's going. That's a little far fetched. But people, if nothing else works, hey, what can I tell you? Do what works. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, and we're talking with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil on the Consumer Show: How to Fight Your Utility Company. And that's just a little suggestion from me. Well, that was a very, very interesting suggestion. So um, listening to that, that was just very intriguing. Let me share with uh, the listeners a couple other things that they want to be aware of um, about payment plans and budget plans. Uh, <clears throat> payment plans are generally granted by utility companies. Uh, just make sure that you can afford the payment because one missed or late payment can terminate your payment plan and they, then the utility provider may ask for the entire amount. Now, a budget plan tends to spread a large amount over time. You pay a flat bill every month. So, for example, uh, say your gas bill is $100 a month, uh, you can spread that, strike that your gas bill is $1,000, you can spread that payment over 10 months. And so that can be very powerful uh, for the consumer to, to know exactly what your bill is going to be. So budget plans 
can be effective ways of spreading a large amount uh, and then turning it, annuitizing it, turning it into a smaller amount, allowing the consumer affordability and known uh, known calculations. Now, let's talk about a new phenomenon, and that's contacting the company. In Illinois, as most of our residents are aware, they, uh, utility companies have recently closed down all of their customer service facilities. So you have no place to actually physically go and get a consumer concern addressed. So now you have to uh, call and hold on and press this and press that, and then you have to make your payments either through an, an alleged authorized agent or online. Now, here are three tips to protect you. Number one, have a pen and paper before you make the call. Number two, get the name of the representative, write it down before discussing your problem because oftentimes you'll get into it with the representative and then you'll they'll hang up on you or something and you'll be like, boy, I wish I had that person's name. So before you say anything about why you're calling, make sure that you identify your customer service representative's name and that you write it down before you discuss any matters with regard to your utility bill and or problem. And then uh, my third tip there about contacting the company, get a receipt and ask the authorized agent, if you're making a payment like that, how long does it take to credit your bill payment? Because you will be surprised some of these uh, so-called agents aren't really authorized agents, and so they may post your bill that day, three days from now, et cetera, et cetera, which could kind of get you in some trouble. So you want to make sure that you ask, how long does it take for that payment that I just made? How long does it take to post? And so those are three uh, tips on dealing in this new uh, automated world that consumers need to be aware of. And when you say authorized payment center, are you talking about currency exchanges? It may be a currency exchange. It may be a bank. It may be a jewel, a grocery store, et cetera. Now, is there an extra charge when you use an authorized payment yes, center? Yes, that's a good question. That's a good question. I fought against that when I was on the Citizens Utility Board. I, I'll never forget when they first start closing these centers, they charged a dime to, to, char to, to make your payment. Then it steadily went up and went up and went up. Now I think it's a dollar and something to make a payment through an authorized agent. So, yes, there is a fee associated with making that payment. So and you're, you're almost taxed again. You are. It goes on and on and on, doesn't it? Pinch here, a pinch there, a little bit here, a little bit there. And eventually, what do we have left? But, you know, Sonia, one thing I want to talk about before I leave the air uh, on, on utility bills and issues, the government 
federal, state, and local governments, particularly the city of Chicago. I remember when um, the Citizens Utility Board, we filed and was successful in uh, bringing the largest lawsuit against the public utility company, and that was against People's Energy, where we recovered over $115 million for Illinois ratepayers. Now, but in addition to suing People's Energy, I wanted to sue the city of Chicago for the collection of taxes on an overinflated, erroneous bill because they collect taxes from your gas bill. But none of my fellow board members on the Citizens Utility Board, with the exception of maybe one, but most of them did not want to go along with me suing the city of Chicago as well. But just think, each time we pay a a utility bill that is overinflated or erroneous or uh, funny or fuzzy math, we also pay fuzzy taxes on the fuzzy bill. And so where does that tax money that the city should not have collected, where happened to that money? Do you know what happened to it? No, I don't. I have no idea, but I know that we did not include that as part of our litigation. That much but I do go, know. It goes somewhere, and and that money's not fuzzy. That money's real. So all of that money goes somewhere. Isn't that interesting? Wow, I learned something. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. We have some good things coming up tonight, Derek. Thank you. Let me, if I may, I want to close out by giving the phone numbers once again to both of the agencies to make sure that our uh, listeners can can contact the agencies if they are having problems with their utility bills, particularly during this very frigid weather that we are now having and expected to have for the next few days. Um, Oh, listen at this. Listen at this bull. The other day I was listening to television. And one of the television reporters said that uh, certain residents, because of the storm, had lost electric power and that if they could not reach ComEd by phone, that they should get on the Internet and reach ComEd. It's going to be pretty difficult to use the Internet. (laughs) I'm not a computer person, but I do know you've got to have electric (laughs) <laughs> so, well, I know anyway. they, they, they had to stop and think about that later on <laughs> <laughs> I hope they did Anyway, let me give out the phone number to the Illinois Commerce Commission One of the regulator of Illinois utility companies uh, 800-524-0795 800-524-0795 The Citizens Utility Board, CUB Phone number 800-669-5556, 800-669-5556. So I think that the uh, preceding information will be very useful to both a young person that's getting into their first apartment or their second apartment, as well as older people who kind of need a little help, and as well as their advocates the people who go out every day and will advocate on behalf of people, the community uh, organizers and advocates and lawyers and people of that nature, 
um, this kind of information very, very useful for you guys. So I, I hope that this is beneficial to your um, the listeners and the members of the uh, CBBN. So let me thank you for the opportunity, Sonia. Absolutely, Derek. We've had some good shows here, and I think I think this is probably the best because I know I know I learned quite a few things because you know I do I've had run into people uh, like the caller Black Achievement from Area Code three hundred one who have had their uh, gas siphoned from the tenant upstairs or electric siphoned off somewhere, or they're paying for the utilities for the common area and didn't know that they're paying for it. And it yeah. is a it is a difficult fight for the only way they find out uh, that they're paying for it is the downstairs tenant may leave and their electric is off, but everything else is on and they're paying for the whole the whole building. Some of these things they don't know. Uh, a and, lot of these and things or they don't and know. or they may find out from a uh, having a a job performed like a plumber comes out or an electrician comes out and says, wait a minute, you know, why is this pipe going over here like this? And you know, he's got to do a completely different job, but he happens to, he being the electrician or plumber, happens to see these extra pipes or cut up wires, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it's, uh, it's some interesting things that we're just getting started. So we, we've got a lot of territory to cover here. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, and especially I think, uh, as consumers, and I'm, I'm just thinking about this tonight, one of the things that we may even need for our apartments and that type of thing is an inspection, even if you're in an apartment, to find out what is really going on with you or a consultation of, on some of these things that we never talk about. Because do people who live in apartments, uh, just say on, as an individual consumer myself, how would it benefit us? And I don't know if there may be these type of consultants out there. I don't know what they are. It could be attorney, it could be a CBA. If you go in with a consultant to do an overview of all of your finances, how often do we do that? So we're not, we may not be as versed in looking at our electric bills, our gas bills, what's going on with our car insurance, or how we're not selecting the best uh, car insurance companies. Because sometimes people think, that their credit is so bad. All of this, I can't get a better rate because uh, they've just depressed us almost with all of this financial information, all the things that we touch financially in our lives that we don't know about. So we're thinking we can't get better life insurance. We can't get better rates for car insurance. Uh, we can't get better rates for our credit cards when we can. Sometimes we don't know. If the young lady uh, was speaking to me and she thought she was going to pay off some old debt on a bank that had, she felt had been kind of fraudulent with her. They had it on her account. But when she went to open up a bank account, the information was not even there. But she was thinking that it was there, you know, just uh, overall financial review and a life review sometimes, I might be in need of one of those, every now and then could probably solve some of these issues for us because we don't know everything out there that's going on. And we could probably save a few hundred thousand dollars over our lifetime by having these analyses done. And we really don't. We really don't look at our overall financial well-being and get the best advice. Correct. I would I would agree with that. You know, um, in one of my upcoming shows, 
probably the next show, I'd like to talk about the rights of senior citizens and the information that they can avail themselves to. That would be a good show, and it would be a good show for those who take care of senior citizens because sometimes uh, they themselves are not able to ascertain exactly what's going on, just like we were talking about uh, the utility companies. They don't know. So it's a good show for everyone to listen to. So you already have what I'm going to talk about the next show, so if you could kind of put that out there and so forth, I'd appreciate it very much. <laughs> the right and, uh, to see your citizens. Okay, correct. I got you. I got you. Okay. And uh, hopefully, on an upcoming show, uh, which is a topic that always confuses me, we could talk about tips a little bit. It, I'm, I'm always a little thrown about all that money and all that going on back and forth with that. Did you so, say tips, tax increment financing? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Very good. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to locate a guest to assist us in doing that. Great. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Derek, I want to thank you for another great show, and I look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have a good evening. You have a good evening, too. That was attorney and CPA, Derek McNeil. I'm Sonia Purdue, and this is CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. We've had a great night. Uh, we've talked about jobs, some upcoming job fairs. If you tuned in late, go back to the archives right after we're off the air. You can listen to the complete show, take down all the phone numbers. The topic for the consumer show tonight was how to fight your utility company. We all know we've been into those little scuffs. Want you to be sure to tune in to Black Wall Street USA this Thursday evening at 7 p.m. at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. with host Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. We always appreciate you and look forward to some more upcoming shows on jobs. We're going to have some special features coming up for you. We want to thank you for being with us. Talk to you next week. <laughs>